Hey, hey. Hello. Well, good morning, <laughs> LinkedIn and Doreen. Good morning, LinkedIn, and good morning, Rob. How are you doing today? You know what? I am I'm doing pretty well. Um, I'm I'm working on very little sleep. I just got back from a trip and I got in um like after midnight. So, you know, if you see bags up under my eyes, just <laughs> forgive me. Oh, we forgive you. No worries about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to look my best, but this is me all natural and raw. That's what we want. Listen, it's Saturday morning. We're here for the tea. We're here for the conversation. So let's keep it casual online, at home, wherever you are. Let us know where you are tuning in from. Leave your comment and question in the comment section, obviously, because today's topic oh, is going to be controversial. It really is. But let me ask you something, Doreen. What in the world are you drinking? Tea. What kind of tea? Green tea, sir, with a touch of lemon. I don't like green tea. I think we should cancel you because of that. Ah, uh, no, 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 no. Before you want even to think about it, let's have a conversation. <laughs> ah, so we should have a conversation before we cancel people, huh? I think so. Don't you think so? Mm, I don't know. Let's see. Let's talk about that. So today, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about cancel culture. What is cancel culture? Well, that is when people decide that they don't like something that someone else is doing and they decide no more. We're not going to buy your products. We're not going to put you in movies. We're not going to give you jobs. You're just done. All because someone doesn't like something that you have said, done, or something that you are. Hmm. Yeah. And like, is that okay? That's the question because I feel like it's becoming more and more popular, especially with social media. But like, is that okay, like to cancel people just because we don't like something they said, they don't like something they promote, we don't share the same point of view? Is that okay to, to create like this massive, you know, uh, outburn on social media to cancel someone, to cancel someone's work, someone's career, someone's product? So I'm not sure about it, Robert. Well, you know, Doreen, you live in Canada. I live yeah. in the United States and yeah. in the U.S. we have this thing called freedom of speech where people sh can kind of say whatever they want to say, even if it hurts someone else's feelings. So I don't know about this cancel culture thing. So let me tell you about this story I read recently. There was this college professor in California and he was teaching a communications course. Now, in the communications course, he was talking about the difference between English and Chinese. And he was explaining to his students that in Chinese, there's a certain word that actually sounds offensive in English. It actually sounds like a derogatory term for black people in English, what people call the N word. But in mm. Chinese, it's just a filler word. You know, like when you're talking and you say, mm, uh, so the Chinese say that. So okay. in Chinese, it means one thing. And in English, it means something else. Now, in his classroom, and I've actually watched the video on this. In his classroom, when he was talking to the students about it, he used that Chinese word speaking in Chinese. A lot of his English speaking students got offended and they wrote the provost at the school. And you know what happened? They had a discussion and talked about it and they figured out, well, you know, since this is a communications course and he was speaking in Chinese. No, that's not what happened, Doreen. 
That's what you would oh, expect no. to have happened. Okay, what that's not what I was canceled. expecting. <laughs> right. What happened was they canceled this man. He had to he had to step down from teaching his class because there was such an uproar, and and they made him apologize. <gasps> okay. So okay. what do you think about that? You know, I think there is two categories in the cancel culture. There is a category where it falls like into like where like regular people like us, professionals, teachers, um, whoever the person is like doing his, her job and, you know, being allowed because of the freedom of speech. We have it in Canada. I'm originally from France. We have it in France. The freedom of speech, of course, it's in our constitution as well, right? Where you are allowed to teach differences. You are allowed and you are encouraged actually to share different point of views, different angles of approach, right? This is how you raise kids. This is how you create a society where we have different opinions, where you can have a debate and where, you know, we grow and learn. But then on the other side, so in that specific situation, Robert, I think this is wrong. I think this is wrong because it was clearly like you have to keep in mind the context in which this word was used, right? And I do believe with the, I don't know, the way social media is and, you know, people are quick to come to conclusion. They are quick to wanting uh an outcome that goes in that in their direction, that goes like in the same way they think, their same frame of thought, actually. So, like, is the cancel culture like eliminating diversity of thoughts and just pushing us mm. to think one way? That's one question. But then, Robert, and we're probably gonna talk about it later. When I think about the cancel culture in the first place, I think about those influencers, you know, those politicians, those celebrities that we got to keep accountable. They have a responsibility to, you know, behave and to be respectful towards a larger number of people. So, you know, I'm in between. I'm like, okay, there is two categories. There is two different ways to apply the cancel culture. But to get back to your point, I'm like, I'm very curious to know. And I hope we don't go in a direction where we finally narrow down our frame of thought to just like be all of us thinking the same way and approving the same thing. And so where is the debate there? Where is the diversity there? Yeah, so that that's a very interesting point. Does cancel culture or can it actually send us backwards because now everybody has yeah. homogeneous thinking. Now I will tell you in this case with the professor that, that we just talked about. So I thought it was odd that he was teaching a communications course and he said a word in Chinese that sounded offensive in English, but he was speaking Chinese. And when the students complained, they actually canceled him because in my opinion, every student should have failed that particular course because they failed the basics of communication, which as you just pointed out, context is one and clarity is the other one. Yeah. Whenever there's confusion, you have to seek context and clarity. But now let's talk about superstars though, because you talked about in the realm of superstars and holding them accountable. And it was another case that I found very interesting. Uh, well, it's been going on for the last three, maybe even four years. Hmm. And that's the case of Johnny Depp, Amber Heard. 
So if you don't know who they are, Johnny Depp is the star of Pirates of the Caribbean. And Amber yeah. Heard was in Aquaman. Now, these two, they were together for a very long time. They split because she accused him of being abusive to her. He said, no, she was the abusive one. And we automatically canceled him. And it's estimated that he lost $24 million because he wasn't in the newest Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Yet mm. she still starred in Aquaman 1 and is slated to star in Aquaman 2. Or Wait, has that already come out? I can't remember now. But here's what ended up happening, though. When they went to court, she filed court documents against him and basically called him all kinds of bad names. And in the end, he actually produced audio tapes that showed that she was actually abusive to him. So now he's oh. lost $24 million. She starred in Aquaman 1 and 2 and still made millions of dollars. So what happens when cancel culture gets it wrong? But the thing is, again, we are so in the in the um, the industry of like going fast that we cancel people even 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 before knowing what's really happening, before looking at the arguments or whatever you know the documents that are provided, and oftentimes social media and there is a couple of situations back in france currently where you know some people are being accused of certain things but the social media have already condemned them them while actually there is still you know police working on the case the judgment hasn't been pronounced yet but it looks like as a society through social media we can condemn people without knowing all the facts without even waiting for a judgment a decision right an official decisions before we decide if we want to cancel them or not and i do believe this is like really the danger of it because it can apply and it can happen to every one of us but before we move forward in the conversation robert let's look at the comment here because i see a couple of them popping in so first of all thank you everyone for tuning in we have a couple of people here shitish good morning shitish thank you for joining us philip davis who says hi everyone who else in the, the room? Three, our dear friends, three Mahabir. Hi, everyone. We have more LinkedIn users. We have more people say, hey, hey, guys. N nice to see you both together. Yes. You know who that is? That's Jenny oh. Tilgren. Huh? So why do I don't see her? I just see LinkedIn user. Oh, it's because she has her privacy settings set a certain way. She's trying to be secretive. She doesn't oh. want to get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> but we found, I'm just playing, we, Jenny. I'm just playing. <laughs> but we know, you know, we know that it's you now. <laughs> we have Charlene here who says Robert Berry and Darren Benamara. Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Um, here, another LinkedIn user, maybe you will see his or her name, Robert, but says context and clarity that is good. That is a good way to see it. Indeed. That's Jenny again. Okay, and Charlene says, great question. When can, can when cancel culture gets it wrong, no one jumps up with the same energy to apologize. And that's right. a very good point, actually, Charlene, because, you know, there is such a media, such a big publicity when it's about canceling someone. And as we said, either the, peop the person is 
let's say guilty or not of what she or he is accused right yep. but then if the person is proven innocent or if finally the person provides enough information documents resources to prove that she or he was wrongfully accused no one talked about it no one yep. talked about it and the media the social media no one talks about it so you see actually i think it, it goes deeper to like the harmful the harm that people like hiding behind social media can and want to cause to other people well and, and here's the thing too oftentimes you can't undo the damage anyway so so let, let's just recap quickly so we started off talking about a professor in california who was canceled because he was actually speaking in chinese and he said something in chinese that sounded like an offensive word in english this man was canceled he's no longer teaching that course then we went on to talk about, well, what about superstars? So we talked about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, where she made all types of accusations about him, cost him over $20 million in a film movie deal. Mm -hmm. And yet he came out with evidence showing that she was actually abusive to him. No one has made this man whole. So what happens when we overreact? Now I'll tell you guys a personal story of something that happened to me. So in my career, I was working as a chief auditor in organizations, meaning I was the head person in charge of auditing within the organization. I was working in higher education. And, you know, students would come in and want to talk to you about their career choices and things like that. Even though I was not a professor, I was an administrative worker, I would still talk to students. You know, if you want to know something and if I can give you something, then I'll, I'll, I'll give you something that I have, right? So I remember one time I had a young lady come into my office. She shut the door. She asked me about career choices, options. We talked for about 45 minutes. After that point in time, she said to me, now, you know what? We've been in your office with the door closed and I can say that anything happened in here. Uh oh. Now, unbeknownst to this individual, in the US, you have we have 50 states, right? In certain states, you can actually record telephone conversations and interactions with people without them knowing, and it is legal. I happen to have been living in a state where it was legal. She didn't know I was recording the entire conversation okay. to protect myself. Now, had I not put those protection mechanisms in place, mm. I could have been canceled. But here's where it gets even worse, though. The fact that she understood the power of cancel culture was bright and big enough to actually make that threat means that there's something wrong in and of itself with the concept of cancel culture the way that it is now in the world you know actually the cancel culture is a tool and it's a tool and like any other tool there you go you choose how you want to use it yep right so you can use this tool to harm people you know and like use it for the wrong reasons mm -hmm. but i do believe also robert that the cancel culture can be a tool for social justice when the victims or when as a person, as an individual, as a citizen, you don't have a voice. And you can leverage social media and to gather people and to together have a voice actually that counts, have a voice altogether that people, the media, the institutions will listen to 
right? So again, in life, there is the bad and there is the good. There is the right and there is the wrong. So I really see can the cancel culture as something, as a tool, where mm -hmm. unfortunately, those who use it as of now are the ones who make the, the biggest noise, right? And usually they represent a small group of people, but they are very noisy. And we know what they use the cancel culture for. But on the other side, I really believe that it can be a powerful tool to have a voice and to make your voice count when you don't have anything else to leverage. Yeah. And you know what? I think that overall, you and I probably agree on cancel culture. It's a tool that's neither good nor bad. It could be good or it could be bad, depending yeah. on who's using it and how they use it. But let me ask you a question. Let me pause for just one moment. Doreen, <laughs> are you wearing some of your own custom merch right now? <laughs> I am. And actually, I just uh, a, a comment that came in. You that is why I asked you that. <laughs> that's Jenny again, I think. Jenny, so actually, this is my own custom T-shirts. They are not available yet, but they will be soon, very, very soon available on my website because like in everything that I do, if you follow me, I use social media as a tool this time to give you a voice, to empower you, and you know, to just make it a beautiful space where we can collaborate and where each one of us has a its own his or his her own space to succeed so thank you so much i'm i'm very happy you enjoyed it you like the t-shirt it will be soon available on my website <laughs> uh how soon in time for christmas for people uh in time even for black friday Ooh, oh boy mm -hmm. so yeah jenny here you go t-shirt all right so Thank you guys for joining us today because yeah. we've had a good discussion about cancel culture. I think a lot of times you have people who want to take a pro or a con side on stuff, whereas most of life is really just gray, right? Anything can be used for good or yeah. evil. Again, yeah. it depends on who's using it and how you use it. So look, I want to talk about three points that I have with cancel culture, three bad points so that we can get it out there. If we acknowledge these bad points, then we can start using this tool for good. But okay. I think with cancel culture, one of the big things, one of the big problems with it is people are swift to react. Yeah. I think that's a huge detriment for cancel culture. People are swift to react. And oftentimes mm -hmm. they're swift to react without the facts. Yeah. Yeah. That's now, very true. I think the other thing is people don't recognize that a lot of cancel culture could be rooted, not be rooted in the truth. And I would say most of the time, actually, Robert. And you know why? Because of your first point. And we have been talking about it. Like, we are so fast. People are so fast. Social media is so fast. Like, yeah. making conclusions on things that people are not even fully aware of. They don't know even, like one third or one small part of it. They just see like the GP point of the iceberg and they don't know the entire story. That's where the danger is. Well, and you know, a big part of the problem is oftentimes with, in life, we live based on possibilities instead of probabilities. So what happens is someone reports something on the news and they'll say, well, it's possible he or she could have done it. 
and then you just run wildly. But wait, is it probable? Does this yeah. person have a history of doing things like this? Mm -hmm. What do the facts tell you based on the facts? Is it probable that they actually did it? So, you know, I think that the first problem is we're too swift to react. Second problem is it may not be rooted in the truth. So you got to think about that first. And then the third problem I see with it is it isolates different opinions. I think you need to hear someone's opinion first before you can say you don't like it. And you need to allow people to have different opinions. I mean, that's it. It is that simple. Like, it's not because, like, we have different opinions that we should cancel one another. Like, what the heck is that? Again, like, we were talking about it at the beginning of this conversation. Like, we live in a world where, and we live, you live in the U.S., I live in Canada, where we have the freedom of speech, which is a luxury because... It's not in every country around this world that people have the freedom to, to speak their truth, to share their thought, to even think differently and express it. And so we live in societies where we are allowed, and this is our right, this is our fundamental right to have the freedom of speech. And now because when we are using our right to think and to have different opinions, people can take the can take the step to cancel you there is something wrong here there is definitely something wrong here again it depends on what's the context of the situation regular people versus like well-known influential influencers superstars but we have to keep in mind also robert and i think it's important to remind people we are humans and we do make mistakes we do make mistakes on a daily basis. Some mistakes are bigger than others, but this is, this is part of being humans, right? And through the mistakes that we make, we grow, we evolve, we learn. And so are we taking away this, this learning phase? Are we taking away like the, the opportunity for people to just being humans and make mistakes? I don't yeah. know. Well, and I think that's more so what I'm afraid of. What happens to free thought? You want people to be able to think freely, say freely and do freely. And then we have the choice to follow or not follow. So, for example, I would much rather listen to someone say something that I don't agree with, say to myself it's stupid and then not follow them at all, not engage with them, not buy their products or services. Mm -hmm versus the alternative, which is we shut them all down in the public sphere. And what they do is they create these secret groups where they meet in private and they hatch plans that are really bad. So, you know, and I'll give you another example. When I worked in yeah. higher education, you know, these colleges are quick to cancel people who have views that are different from theirs. And so someone asked me one day, we, we were thinking about bringing someone controversial onto campus. Um, and I forgot exactly who he was. Let's just say somebody who didn't like black people, right? And okay. That, you know what? I think that's what it was. So they asked me, do you think he should be allowed to speak on campus? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and so the response shocked them because they thought because I'm black, I should say no. Here's mm. the deal. I want to know what your rhetoric is. I want to know what you believe in. And if I shut you down, now I don't know what you believe in. And you're doing all these things in secret. 
why would I shut you down? I at least want to hear what it is that you believe in so that I can know whether it's smart or stupid or, you know, but yeah, when we shut down conversations, we start to create these secret societies and these things where people can run off and do things that are nefarious. And then all of a sudden, surprise. Yeah. Like burst a bubble. Like, and that's the thing. You are very right. You know, like, do would we rather? And I, and I know, and people talk about it, right? If you do your research on the cancel culture, you will see people talking about, oh, I wanted to say this. I disagree with this. I don't think so, but I can't say it because I don't want to be canceled. Right. You know? Right. So basically, you find yourself in a situation where you just, um, how we say, you just hold yourself back. You just like, uh, in French, we say sensorisé, but I don't know how we say it in English. When you just like stop yourself from speaking, from sharing your thought, because. Right you don't know how people would react about it. So like we are going backwards again, where we fought so hard to have this freedom of speech and to have it like respected, right? To bring the better out of everyone, each one of us. And then you find yourself where, okay, because you think differently differently, or because you disagree with someone who eventually has a biggest voice or with, uh, a group of people who is like in number bigger than you being alone or being a small group of people. So then you won't speak up because you don't want to be canceled. So when can the cancel culture like stop people from speaking up, then oh, my mama is calling. Sorry, sorry. Hey, mama. <laughs> Bring her on uh, the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, she would be, she doesn't speak English. So she would be, she would be confused. Um, so she would like, well, yeah, when you stop you from expressing your thoughts on a topic because you are scared of, of, of how the, like the majority could, could think or a few people who are very loud could, could think about it and just cancel you. Like we are heading like against the wall, like, like we yeah. are heading in the wall, like 100%. But again, let's, let's just underscore here that it's a tool that can be used for good or bad. It's it in and of itself is neither good nor bad. But think about this now. They were trying to cancel Dave Chappelle. They were trying to cancel a comedian. Now, here's the thing. If you don't like his jokes, don't watch the show. You know, in France, we had a situation where a, a teacher, like, again, shared something. in. A, so we have civic courses in France where, you know, you share your thought about, like, trending topics or society topics and so on. And he shared his thought as a professor, right? It doesn't mean that he's like every single student in the class has to agree with him. But how do you create a culture of debate where you agree or disagree? How can you disagree against something if when people express their opinion, you cancel them right away, right? And so this, this teacher was canceled actually. He was canceled again because, and he refused. They asked him to apologize, but he refused and he didn't. And so he was canceled. And yeah. because the, the high school, so it was in high school and like the, the, the school didn't want to have to deal with any bad publicity. So now when you have a teacher or it can be an employee who disagree, you cancel him, you cancel her because you don't want to have bad publicity. I was sharing with you the, the, the example of this uh, authors 
a, a group of black authors in the US who were about to publish a book and there was a lot of studies done on history, the history of, of black people coming, uh, like being brought to the US and, and so on. And they were sharing their side of a story from an angle, okay? They were sharing their perspective that was unpopular among other people of color. And so because of the noise that it all created, the publishing company decided to not publish the book, right? So it's not even like being from different culture, different from different, uh, being from different origins, backgrounds, and so on, even within the same group sometimes, because yep. we think differently, one side of the group can cancel the other group. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Here, here's something really interesting. So take take that example that you just gave where they canceled a group of black authors because they were saying something that other black people did not agree with. Now, let's just take way back in the day. We all know the United States is the United States history with slavery. Yeah. So think about if they had canceled the first person that stood up and said slavery is wrong. Yeah. Where would we be? So cancel culture is a tool, a tool that could be used for good or bad, and we need to use it for good. Yeah, Using and, it for bad causes a lot of damage with people. And damages that are irreversible. Yes, absolutely. Well, and, and, and you know, it's because oftentimes the initial implicate, the initial uh, act gets more press time, more airtime, more circulation yeah. than the apology or the retraction or even the facts. Yeah. And and so we have a couple of comments here who says people should um, know the bigger picture of the story. That's why so much misunderstanding occurs. Of course, exactly. It is. And people should respond, should respond and respond and listen rather than react. Yes. Yes. That's very true. Okay, what else do we have here? Think out of the box. It must nowadays in personal, professional life. Yep. Amazing convo. Great job to you guys. Thank you so much. And Charlene says, shine the light on it so we know what we deal with. So on it with that example. Exactly. Right, Robert? Uh, like, And we need to provide example. And we need to use. So that's what we're using. We are using social media as a tool to talk about a topic that may be controversial. So it's like if like some people are like 100% for the cancel culture and that you guys would decide to cancel us because we have an opinion that differs from yours. We have an opinion and on, on depending on the angle of approach, Robert and I, we, are, we disagree. <laughs> we are not on the same line, but that's what makes our conversation even more interesting and, and richer and more powerful. Very well said there, my friend. Very well said. So what do you think? Anything else that we need to say about cancel culture? I think we have we have we have shared our thought at least, which matters. <laughs> People in the audience were here to listen to our, um, you know, our thought about this topic, which I believe is important. And just remember, don't be too quick. And I, I will finish our conversation with this. Don't be too quick on judging people. And, you know, it's, it's so much easy 
to hide behind social media to judge people without even knowing what's happening, the context of the situation. But before you react, think about the long-term impact on this person if it happens that this person is not guilty of what he is accused of, right? So think about it. Take the time to think, to reflect on things before you react and get quick to judge. Couldn't have said it any better myself. Right. So, Robert, do you have any plan for the weekend? You know, I am going to try and catch up on some sleep. Yeah, that's a good plan, actually. I'm, I'm, I have a similar plan. <laughs> Well, you know, I was I was in Las Vegas, and that's the city that never sleeps, and I don't think I did either. Oh, but what happened in Vegas? Stay in Vegas, right? <laughs> you know, that's what they say. But here's what here's my thought: What happens in Vegas ends up on Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Nowadays, you never know, so be careful, people, what you're doing when you go to Vegas. <laughs> right, right. So, what about you? What do you have planned for the weekend? Uh, for today, at least doing nothing because I'm exhausted and I did to catch up with some sleep as well. And tomorrow, you know, Sunday, I like on Sundays to plan the week ahead. So I start off Monday on the right foot and I'm just take it easy for the rest of the week. Well, that sounds like a plan. So good morning, LinkedIn, and thank you for joining us. Hopefully you had as much fun as we did today. I hope so. And if you're watching the replay, Leave your comments, questions in the comments. We look at them, answer all of them. You enjoy the weekend and we will see you next Saturday for another episode of Good Morning LinkedIn. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye, Robert. <laughs>